0: Hello and welcome to the Secure Chat Podcast, presented by Archon. This is a whole new security podcast geared towards you, our trusted clients. Each episode, our security experts will explore pressing security news, from the latest malware threat to user errors and top risk management solutions. Tune in each month to learn more about data breaches, what they mean for your business, and how you can optimize your security strategy. I
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Secure Chat Podcast, where this is going to be the first episode of September, and we're going to go over, essentially, the benefits of cloud computing. And we brought an expert here today named Derek. As always, we've got Derek back on the podcast. How are you doing?
0: Hey, Glad to be back. Uh, We'll see if that expert, uh, fake expert, holds up. (laughs) No pressure. Appreciate you uh, having me again here, Corey, and glad to kind of walk through a couple of these uh, cloud topics again.
1: Yeah, it's always a pleasure having you. So, we're going to go over just kind of, again, the benefits of cloud computing and focus in on IAAS, SAAS, and PAAS. So, those are kind of the three key ones. Um, Derek, do you know? Are you able to give kind of just a quick summary of what each one of those are? Yeah,
0: sure. And everything's something, something AAS, um, not a problem. So let's start with traditional IT. You're talking about infrastructure as a service. That's rack stack, bare metal server sitting in a data center. You could be physical uh, on site or in a tier three facility with us here at Archon. Um, physically able to touch things, you've got networking, firewall, security, server, storage, load balancers, all bare metal stuff buzzing away, as we used to call them, toasters on racks. Uh, That is your traditional infrastructure as a service. Sometimes um, used in the same context as co-location. Co-location would be you, you, you have your stuff in somebody else's data center, but at the same time, it's really just infrastructure as a service. Uh, moving forward, platform as a service. Um, this is something that's probably a little lesser known in the, um, I guess, the, the general lexicon of, of IT. Platform as, as a service is, it's kind of the in-between, when it's the in-between step between software as a service and infrastructure as a service. So platform as a service, think of it uh, as most apps on your phone where, uh, in the example we were kind of talking about earlier before the podcast, Anybody could have a, an app, so we'll use uh, Divi Bikes, for example. A Divi Bike is an application that sits on an iPhone or Android device, and you're trying to do something with that application. Well, that application most likely sits um, as a platform. It's going to you know, double check your credit card balance, your credit card's stored somewhere securely. Uh, it's going to need some type of CPU and RAM. So likely it's using a platform as a service in the back end to, to make these calls and serve this application up to you, even on a desktop, um, phone, mobile, whatever. Um, but think of it as you're not really worried if you're a coder about uh, when's my HP or Dell you know, server renewal coming up. You've kind of obscured all those things, the firewalls and stuff. And what you're really doing is just doing API calls to different functions in the cloud. Most of those cloud applications are gonna sit in AWS, Azure, Google, and um, it's very, the coding can happen, but a lot of it's just kind of tying in resources that are already there with APIs. And even on top of that, you're layering different different buckets of things. So think of Docker, for example, um, where you're just calling functions, you're calling functions through APIs for something to do for an application. Now, the easiest is software as a service. What's that? That's your Salesforce's, your ServiceNow's, your um net suites where your your ADP um, HR stuff that's where the everything's built for you so you're really just probably hitting that with a website but you're relying on a company to kind of do all the back backend coding they likely um, have all this stuff sitting in a data center you don't have to worry about is it HP or Dell that's firing all these commands that are you know buzzing away and you know retrieving my uh, invoices each month that's all taken out of your hands, and it's delivered as software as a service. So it's really kind of the uh, the hands-free, no touch. Uh, you'll probably have some kind of coding, but a lot of that today is kind of going to drag and drop on um, certain applications. So your software is on demand. Um you most likely you're getting you're hitting a a data center that's as close to the edge as possible so you don't have to crisscross the globe if it's built right Uh, if you're hitting um, Salesforce for instance or you're you know Chase Bank you're going to be hitting it from probably 30 miles away in a metro data center near you Um, but those are those are probably the the, that's kind of like the the easy high-level walkthrough of the the genesis of the old school data center closet with gear buzzing away and spaghetti farms of uh, Cat cat 6, Cat 5, to really just uh, application presented to you via SaaS.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good explanation of the three and makes it easily consumable for the listeners. But for this episode, we really want to just take one of those and focus in on the benefits of using one. We're going to focus in on SaaS, which is software as a service today, simply because it's the easiest it's the easiest to kind of draw examples to for people that aren't on the admin side of it so think of something like you said salesforce where you're going to a web browser you're signing in and you're able to use that software within a web browser up in the cloud so typically kind of before software as a service what you would get would be programs on your computer using all of your local resources to be able to use the specific software but now it's no longer using the resources that are on your computer. It's actually using the resources of something that's inside of a data center. So there's different benefits around something like this. And we break them down into cost savings, security, flexibility, agility, and elasticity. Derek, is there something specific you want to start with of those five or just start mowing through them?
0: Um, I, I would say a huge, um, great radio chops or <laughs> podcast chops. <laughs> I'd say the, the biggest thing... The biggest uh, misconception about SaaS versus IaaS is the fact that it's not always cheaper to go to the cloud. Uh, and we've kind of mentioned this a few times. Going into the cloud without a plan, you are not going to save any money. Guarantee it. Mm-hmm. You won't save money. Uh, in fact, even the best teams will, will probably be about even, even spent. But you said it yourself, elasticity. No chance you're going to get the elasticity on an IaaS deployment that you're going to get on a SaaS deployment, or uh, just you know, you taking down space and, and rolling out um, even a platform as a service in Azure. You can't you can't compete. And if you we actually had Checkpoint in here the other day, if you actually break Azure, then you're probably about to retire because there's no way your demand for your your specific compute needs for your clients is ever going to surpass the square footage and capacity the big the big boys have.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, for this specific example, let's focus in on software as a service and just kind of the key benefits of keeping things. And we'll, we'll keep it simple as keeping things on the cloud for, versus the old style of having it on prem or kind of in your office. And we'll start by the cost savings perspective. So, I always use Kaseya as an example because here at Archon, I'm like the main admin for it. It's something I work in daily and it's something that you know I kind of understand. So, when it comes to cost savings for some type of software in the cloud would you agree that kind of the main savings that you're going to get there is a if you if you keep it in the cloud you're getting it from a vendor that already has multiple devices inside of a data center that can that can host your instance you're getting it at kind of a cheaper price because if you bring that on prem then you have to go buy the server that's going to host that if you continue to grow that software and traffic is growing over time, then you're gonna have to spin up a second server, which then costs money, and then you know, five, six years, even maybe sooner from then, then you have a kind of older server that's gonna need replace.
0: Yeah, um, and what you're really hitting on is, do so you really have the time and expertise to manage hardware anymore? Um, one of the biggest advantages to doing cloud is the fact that you can now get, you get out of the cycle of trying to, renew stuff, um, purchase stuff, figure out if stuff needs to be patched. Forget all that. In reality, you don't even want to be doing that because you're always going to be constantly fighting to get caught up to the latest patch. Um, And we saw with Kaseya that the most, the hardened, you know, the Kaseya vulnerability uh, on the recent breach was by people not having stuff, as far as we know, patched up completely on their on-prem managed Kaseya platforms. Again, that's just one more thing you've got to, you know, feed and water and nurture just get rid of that that's not your core business if you're an it manager you you want to just kind of get that to the cloud stat uh it scales on demand you don't have to find more space in a server closet that's covered in all kinds of old deprecated junk uh and furthermore case is going to be able able to build out a data center to support your needs and buy those servers on like on mass yeah so the economy is a skill they're Caseya can go to HP Dell Supermicro, and buy that gear way cheaper than you can negotiate because they're purchasing power. Yeah. Plain and simple. Now, you're going to give up a bit because, you know, you, you've got to, you know, you, they do a little bit more for you, but at the same time, it's all kind of baked into the same cake. Like you're going to get advantages for for big purchases by these big players on the SaaS side of the the platforms.
1: Yeah, one thing I do want to go back to is the the Kaseya breach that you mentioned. That kind of rolls well into the next topic around security. So taking things into the cloud will end up providing more security. So it, it is a common misconception that just moving to the cloud provides more security but i think this is a specific example with software as a service that moving to the cloud does provide security because we saw with kaseya that the hacking that took place with them was a nightmare for the businesses that were affected but the businesses that were affected were all businesses that were hosting kaseya like inside of their walls they were hosting it on an on-prem server they were doing the security updates by themselves and When you stay behind on security, that just leaves you vulnerable to hackers that can just have a field day on your systems. So moving Kaseya from on-prem up to the cloud, which is the instance that Archon itself is using, everybody that was in the cloud in that scenario wasn't affected. And why? It's because Kaseya is responsible for keeping all the patches up to date, making sure everything's installed in a timely manner, and every time that you log in to... uh, Kaseya you're running you know the greatest uh security patches that they have because they are taking care of that schedule
0: yeah and you don't have to worry if Bob's on vacation and he's got the next patch ready to run when he comes back because it's already done by a team at Kaseya in the cloud on their their worldwide platform so you I mean is that really a risk you want to take on as a business to me it's kind of old hat and Mm -hmm. on top of that it's just it doesn't make sense that you really. Want to keep track? It's, this is just one element that's in your in your application stack. Add thirty more things that you've got to patch every month, and it's like something's going to get forgot. Like you're going to fall behind on your patches, and when you do, you you start to become that that wounded gazelle in the herd. That's yeah. The, you're you're opening yourself up to the risk that. closer <laughs> to the prey. The yeah, <laughs> you don't want to open yourself up to be a target. If it's literally a difference of going to SaaS.
1: So the next three topics around, uh, around software as a service would be flexibility, agility, and elasticity. And I think we can kind of bring those all together into the same conversation about the ability of how they can kind of scale up and down and what they're able to do to kind of fit the, the bus- what your business needs at that time. And it does kind of actually loop back to cost savings, but we can get into that a little bit more. But from like a flexibility perspective, do you have any thoughts on how using, you know, software as a service can improve flexibility for a business?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last time we spun up a software as a service platform, we didn't have to get a lead time on shipping or transfer uh, tracking codes on when that when that new user's uh, widget is going to arrive. Mm-hmm. It's instantaneous. And the nice part is when you're partnering with someone like Archon, we can turn you up and down on a certain license or seat or functionality The same day, within just pick up the phone, say hey, we need you know twenty more seats of this, you know, silence or something. It's done. Um, There's no lead times other than just calling us or opening a ticket and say hey, in two weeks time before I forget, just turn these things on for us. Yep, approved, gone. Um, Try to do that with stuff in the mail. Uh, Try to do that where your product crisscrosses international borders. You got to deal with uh, tariffs and duties and VAT. It's a nightmare. It's yeah. A, and then you got you to become a shipping specialist on top of that. And who's got time for that if your core business is not shipping things globally and making sure that they arrive as expected, working, not damaged.
1: It, Which you know, And that kind of actually goes into agility where it just makes you quicker as a company. When you aren't responsible for the shipping of something, the scaling up and down isn't as hard. It makes you a lot more agile. And even like at the simplest level, too, if you throw something in the cloud, it's a lot easier to access for either the user base or the actual employees where you no longer have to connect to a VPN to be able to um, hit a software that's sitting on an on-prem server. You now just have a URL and, and some sign-in credentials that you use. Yeah, and,
0: and never mind if that, that connection's been severed because someone's you know trenching outside your facility and yeah. cut the fiber. Uh, with respect to agility, I think a great example of that being an advantage in business is looking at what netflix did netflix used to actually send you movies in the mail Mm -hmm. and do they do that anymore i I bet you might be able to do that but blockbuster thought it was a fad and guess guess who won that one um and on top of it now netflix has gotten gotten even further up the stack to do distribution and creation of content not just logistics of getting you a movie to your well, I'd say DVD player, but that's even old.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, talking about instant streaming, like, that's a SaaS platform. Netflix is SaaS, where Blockbuster was more of your on prem. Check in, check out yeah. certain assets when needed.
1: No, that's actually a really good example right there. Um, and then the last being elasticity. It's because I'm an expert. Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys he was an expert. <laughs> I'm taking the back seat in this no episode. For sure for the rest like of the podcast. <laughs> you have one more topic to explain to actually round out your expertise, and that is the elasticity of kind of software as gotcha. a service.
0: This one I've got you covered. <laughs> All right, so think of anything that is seasonal. Let's call it. Uh, let's call it. Rush hour traffic in Chicago, where certain people open up their phones and they buy tickets for Metro. Um, that's going to be a rush hour a.m. and a you know, rush hour p.m. Do you really need to pay for computers to be standing by? Uh, we'll say that we'll break, the, uh, we'll break the day, work day into 24 hours. Let's yeah. say rush hours, three hours in the morning, a three hour window in the afternoon. So six out of 24, no mathematician. 25%. could actually be 20% no Um, joking aside so you're paying so it's just one day it's not a big deal but if you have acres of computer that need to support that rush hour um, you're gonna have those things sitting there for the rest of the day doing nothing when you only need them for six hours of the day so 25% of your compute is is needed in the day, the other 75%, um, it's just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. So that's where you're, you're kind of like, your platform as a service, or SaaS is, is got, has a huge advantage because you're only paying for the compute you use and there's seasonality. So the elasticity, another great example is stuff like um, e-commerce. So Black Friday, Cyber Monday is huge. Uh, more people buy stuff online now than than they've ever done um, for, for the holiday shopping. And more of it's done through amazon through shopify through walmart online because one i don't want to take an elbow to the face to save you know two dollars on something that doesn't really matter anyway as a door crasher but on top of it elasticity those those companies fanatics is another great example they will turn up their compute the night that somebody wins the world series so that they can take every order possible and not get a 404 unreachable error on your your e-commerce server because um, every every dollar that's not taken is a dollar missed. Yeah. Somebody might not get that, oh I'm the first to get the World Series champs hat. Uh, elasticity only happens in SaaS platforms and, and hyperscalers and you're never gonna wanna sit there and build out an acre of data center space to use it twenty-five percent of the day or twenty-five percent of the year or in, in the Black Friday, Cyber Monday, cyber Monday specifically. You, you could probably do 60% of your sales in one day. Yeah. So why would you have your computers doing nothing for the rest of the day? That's actually how Amazon was founded. They had all those servers supporting their book business, and they're like, well, what can we do with this extra compute when it's not being used? Yeah. Way along, they came up with the Amazon, you know, online shopping.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah, no, that's a good explanation of elasticity. And I even know, like, back in high school, and it's elasticity is something that's really improved over time because, like, I even think going back to high school, if a very big uh, artist – like came out with an album on a certain platform it was always a big deal if an artist could crash a platform to okay. where you couldn't even listen to their music line even made it more wanted. yeah, yeah and like sure. i can't remember the last time that that i couldn't go listen to a new album because there was too much traffic a very recent example is kanye finally came out with donda and the day that he came out with Donda. It was the number one streamed album in 130 countries at at one time. Instantly, right? Yeah. And like, if this was 10 years ago, whatever platform was hosting Kanye's album, if if it was the most streamed album in 130 countries at one time, you could not get to it. Nope. Like you wouldn't even be able to get 130 countries to have it as the most streamed album because it'd be down. You're <laughs> not only you're
0: not only talking about elasticity of compute, but you have to deliver content through CDN globally. Yeah. You're, not, you're talking. You're not even talking about US. You're talking about just worldwide. And that that to me is yeah. It's it's great for the for the artist because if you crash a platform, then you're like, see, I'm so awesome. Yeah. I, I broke your <laughs> I broke your system. But on top of that the you know the producers want to make sure they capture every penny Mm -hmm. and for your platform to crash in today's day and age it's just it's inexcusable you you can't you can't leave those dollars on the table because competition is so fierce among different in this case content delivery but you need to capture every penny when it's ready to be spent and that's why you get served up those ads yeah You, you search that album and you're getting you're getting adwords and served up to you for the next two weeks yeah you still want it you still want it
1: (laughs) exactly so i think that's a good kind of uh a good quick summary of the you know five different benefits of moving to the cloud or or using you know know, infrastructure software platform as a service models um that's pretty much all i have to cover derek is there any kind of closing thoughts you have around this
0: i guess i gotta buy some uh Take a look at that new Kanye album. Yeah, take a look. <laughs> you young take guys take are leaving me in your dust. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but as always, guys, we really appreciate you joining and listening to the podcast. We also, Derek, I appreciate you being a part, basically being the second host of uh, at this point, always being here to talk on some of these different topics.
0: Anytime, anytime. Great to be here and I uh, love covering these topics.
1: Awesome. So that's going to wrap up the first episode of September. Um, please join us later in the month. We'll, we'll be having the season two finale and talking about the benefits of a virtual CISO. Thank you.